Assalamu alaikum and welcome to our 8th episode of ABC Islam and our 4th episode of our very exciting season Ramadan Ready. We are two Muslim sisters talking about the ABCs of Islam all the way to XYZ. Today we're going to be talking about a very important topic which is actually giving advice to young Muslims out there because we know that a lot of our audience are young Muslims and sometimes through our temptations it can be hard for young Muslims to really participate in worship and in Islam so we wanted to give our top 10 advices so I'm going to be giving 5 advice and my sister is going to be giving 10 advice but over here I have my Muslim sister how are you? Alhamdulillah, I've been amazing. And how about you? Alhamdulillah, I've been good too. And I'm quite excited for this episode because, as I've said, we're going to be each giving five advice for young Muslims. And hopefully this will give you a good list of things that you can do as a young Muslim or even if you are already into Islam, what things you could add to your worship. But I think I'm going to be starting with my first tip and we're obviously going to be alternating. So please stick around. So the first advice that I would give to young Muslim is that if you want to be closer to the deen, you do need to start small. Now, what this basically means is that if you, for example, are right now a young Muslim who does not pray or who is not really into worship, maybe you even doubt yourself if Islam is a true religion, because I feel like all of us have have been through a point in our lives where we actually have doubted if Islam is a true religion so if you are actually doubting if islam is a true religion or if you don't pray right now or if you feel like you're very very new into islam then you should definitely start small don't give yourself five thousand different habits that you need to complete in a day and i definitely advise you start small so what that can mean is first of all researching because you can't just for example force yourself to study if you don't know why you're studying so just like that you need to start by researching about islam so then you actually feel motivated to execute those habits so you know sometimes I feel like a lot of people also don't want to watch Islamic lectures because they might find it boring but what you should do is you should basically research maybe like kids cartoons try watching five ten minutes every day after that try to see which topics do you have questions about research if you still are not satisfied go to a mosque go and talk to the sheikh or the imam talk to your parents talk to any religious friends but just start small and that will really help you and as you do that like go on go on and start building those habits so for example you might start praying once a day and then you keep carrying on until you inshallah have you know done what you're satisfied with and you know that islam is the true religion but yeah i would just like to ask you what is your um, first advice for young muslims I think I completely agree with the fact that you should definitely start small and I think that that goes with Ramadan as well so you should always start small but my first ever advice that I would give to young Muslims especially if I was a teenager right now it would definitely be to um, realize that everything in this life is temporary whether it's something good or bad so if you're going through maybe let's say somebody has passed away in your family and you're grieving about that and you're feeling really sad about that um Definitely that pain and that, you know, that grief is going to be not lasting for too long and one day eventually you will move on. In the same way, whenever you get a good grade, for example, and that happiness literally lasts for a few minutes and after that you're thinking, oh, am I am I going to be keeping this grade, keep getting this grade over and over again? And then that worry starts coming in. So as you can see, happiness and both sadness and happiness are very, very temporary. And whatever you go through, that might be... Um, um, you know, 
you broke up with someone or like in terms of friendships or you um you know you're having a fallout with someone or you even getting the best grade and you're getting like your salary every single month at the end of the month and everything like that realize that one day all of these will come to an end and is all temporary and this was a very short advice but what's your second advice for young muslims uh, yes, I definitely agree that we should realize that life is temporary because obviously we all go through those times where we are really, really happy. It's like if you buy an item and then you suddenly are really, really happy. And then after like a few months, you just want to, you know, you're not that attached to that item anymore. So just like that life is temporary. But my second advice for young Muslims is that you should definitely keep a good company. Now, what this means is that if you are friends with people who party all day you are probably going to end up partying and don't even tell me that you know I can resist my temptations it's fine if my friends drink alcohol that doesn't mean that I will you are going to get impacted one day and you know it's extremely difficult for someone to go to the pub and not do all those things that everyone else is doing so just like that if you know that your friends are not very attached to islam or they're always questioning islam or you know they're doing things that are against um islam then i definitely think that you should try to that doesn't mean you have to fully break up with them but maybe try to also find friends who are religious and obviously you can't really measure religiousness but just try to find those friends who maybe know at least a few things about Islam and I'm like I'm quite um sure that most of the people who are really connected to Islam also have quite a good character so you definitely realize that they have a good character and you will inshallah start being influenced and the really good thing about also keeping good company with people who can actually answer questions about the religion or even if they don't even if they're not Muslim but they have good character and they don't do like you know partying and all those bad acts and they influence you to do drugs and things I feel like those type of friends who are good they are still good to hang out with because they will influence you to do good but at the same time if they're especially muslim and they're religious then they can also answer any doubts or questions usually or they can refer you to a specific video or an article that they've seen about a question and you know they're probably most likely going to also talk about islam quite frequently but even if you can't find a muslim friend try to find even a non-muslim friend who is good and doesn't influence you to influence you to do bad acts but I would like to ask you, what is your second advice for young Muslims? Definitely having a good company has influence on how you basically live your life during this very, very turbulent um, years, which are the teenage years. But it links with your good company advice, which is to definitely, if you have good company, it means that you're, you're going to be protected in terms of your five senses that you have, especially your eyes, your ears, and your eyes, ears, and... Um, I believe it's like tongue, like, you know, how you speak, you know, those type of senses, like they're really important. Yeah, definitely. I think that, yeah, I think that's what I meant. But I think that if you're going to have good company, that means that those parts of your body are going to be protected. Definitely, because those people are definitely going to be telling you to watch good things, listen to good things and talk about good things as well. And I believe that having a good company also enables you to really think about the religion when you wouldn't if you're doing some if you're going to a club and 
only only thing that you talk about there is girls and drugs and illicit acts and how to do this wrongly how to do that wrongly so i definitely think that if you're going to have a good company it means that you're going to be protecting your senses and it is very very important and is mentioned in the quran very explicitly that believing women and men should definitely protect their senses and guard their you know their tongue and their private parts and everything like that so i definitely think this is something that I feel like in the Muslim community is kind of, you know, going away and that immodesty is literally it has becoming a trend now. So if you're immodest, you're good and if you're too modest then you're literally bad. You're not you're not a good person. You're too extremist in a way. When in reality 1400 years ago this was actually modesty one not immodesty so i definitely think that teenagers nowadays especially girls who think that by being immodest they are attracting men and they're getting all the likes and comments and everything that's not a good thing that is not an absolutely good thing at all especially if you're getting it for the wrong reasons for example for showing your private areas in a way that is like really really explicit especially on social media but you have to remember if you're posting this stuff on social media they're going to be there forever even if you delete that's how important it is for you to be be very very careful uh, whatever you post and also remember that if you're if your social media account is public and you're posting all these pictures you don't know who's screenshotting them you don't know who is putting them on the phone and sharing with whose friends imagine if it's a hijabi girl and she's putting really tight clothes on and she's sharing her pictures which there's nothing wrong i mean that's your way of living I, i cannot really judge but let's imagine that if if any man screenshotting those pictures and then sending them to their friends and you don't even know this person how how would that be how that would be very weird if that person finds out your contact number even and then ends up calling your parents and tell and telling them that you're doing this online this can be very dreadful so i definitely think protecting your five senses or three senses is very very important uh what's your third advice uh first of all i would just like to say that i think that the two points you said about number one modesty is more uncommon now than in modesty like you know so like for example from my personal experience um once i actually told some of my friends that i don't listen to music and they actually were like excuse you like how do you not listen to music in this day and age and for me that was quite upsetting because i feel like it is actually halal for you to um to not be listening to music than to be listening to music and the girl who i was speaking to she's actually muslim and she was telling me that how do you not listen to music and i told her that you know sometimes it can create like bad impacts on your brain especially if it's like sexual music and things like that so um you know she was just very shocked and that's just sad and number two, i would just like to also say about something that um mufti menk actually said which is about this girl who actually used to do tiktoks and she actually passed away sadly from covid-19 and obviously like you know all thoughts go out to her and all those are suffering but at the same time because she posted those tiktok videos of herself when she was alive she obviously did not know that she was going to die so um later on when she passed away um her parents and her brother were trying to delete those tiktok videos so that she's not creating like sins is that just like sadaqa jariya like it exists like after you die the tiktok videos also exist after you die and the more people see it the more sins could be happening for you and also 
creates a legacy that's bad for yourself. So, you know, you never know when you're going to die. So it's just best to stay protected, not only this Ramadan, but for the rest of your life. But my third advice um, is actually to have a mentor. And I know that this is something that I feel like a lot of people might not have access to. But what I mean by having a mentor is basically a person who is usually older than you, not your not your immature friends who have the same mental age as you. It is definitely better to have someone who's older and just basically a, that person is whom you trust. You don't have to trust them blindly, but as long as you have a person who you can share your feelings to and they will give you the right advice, right advice it is best so um for example don't think that it's going to be like your friend's brother who is very immature and does drugs he's not the right person to go and seek advice for you should definitely ask your parents your teacher um, maybe a counselor in your school and if you feel like you're still really struggling go to a sheikh or an imam in a local mosque I'm sure that there'll be someone to help you and if you think you're alone remember that you are never alone and Allah is always there but having a mentor just really really helps and especially your parents should be your biggest mentors as teenagers and as young Muslims because they are basically um you know like you should be close to your parents because the moment that a person or a teenager is not close to their parents they then go and try and find their attention and they try to gain popularity um, outside so if you're not close to your parents you're going to want to gain that popularity outside which you don't want and you don't want to be known as this you know um, person who tries to like you know um, be too popular or desperate for attention so you should be close to your parents have a mentor and that will prevent you from trying to gain too much attention but I'd like to ask you what is your third advice for young Muslims uh, I think your point about having a mentor is very very important and it doesn't mean that you have to now go out and hire someone who is like five star mentor or something like that it can be just be your siblings as well who are very older than you and much more mature than you are definitely and I think that the third advice that I would give to all young Muslims especially if you're a teenager is to basically have a self-disciplined life and Allah has made this so much easier for us uh, because of the five daily prayers that we have. In a way, he tells us that we should be waking up very, very early and starting to do our work uh, very early in the morning. So, for example, for us in the UK, it is around 4 a.m. Uh, Fajr. And in that way, we basically have to wake up at 4 a.m. to basically pray Fajr. And in that way, we get uh, at least two to three hours. I mean, if you don't want to sleep after uh, after doing Fajr, then you can do other the things that you might not have time during the day to do for example something creative or something um, maybe a reading a book that you can't really do during the day and that's why and the five daily prayers prayers ensures that you having a self-disciplined life because you can say before Zohar I want to do this before Asr I want to do this before Maghrib I want to complete this this homework or that homework and before Isha I want to complete these kind of things so it gives you like a very nice self-disciplined life and in that way the earlier you develop these habits the earlier you have a self-discipline life the more when you're older you're gonna get a better life because you're gonna have everything in place and it won't be hard for you to figure out yourself when you'll be extra busy with job family kids even and it can be very very difficult for some to really adapt to these 
uh, world that is changing so quickly. So I definitely think having a self-disciplined life and developing that in a very early age is very important. And you can start that by following the five prayers. And secondly, by having a sort of bullet journal or a planner where you plan out everything where you're going to do that day. Definitely. And what's your fourth advice? Um, first of all, I think that the five daily prayers tip is actually really good because, um, as you said, like Allah does tell us to wake up for Fajr and that's usually like very early in the morning. And that's really, really good because if you stay awake after that time um, and you actually do your creative work or, you know, you get some stuff done, then it's really, really good. You're going to feel productive. But at the same time, I also my fourth advice is to actually assign some time to perfect and reflect on your deen. So what this basically means is that you should try to wake up for example that could be fajr so after you wake up for fajr as i've said you could go and maybe research about islam you could maybe um you know have some knowledge gain some knowledge by reading an islamic book or even if you don't want to necessarily do anything islamic you could also try to build your and produce your own content and i feel like in this day and age a lot of teenagers is just so sad and I used to do this a lot before where I used to say that oh I don't have time and it's not that we don't have time because Allah has given everyone 24 hours and we get exactly the same amount of time it's just about how you use your time and I know that if you have younger siblings or you know we have long school hours like when we're not quarantining um, it you know you have this thing in your back of your head that no I don't have time but actually you do have time and that is one of the main reasons why I've started this podcast as a young Muslim because I feel like we need to show that we do have time it's just about how you used your time and you know you need to make that time for yourself and those hours you spend on the screen that it you have time for that so why don't you have time for assigning some time to perfect and reflect on your deans so go and just have even maybe 20 minutes a day instead of just cutting down your screen time just cut down your screen time instead focus on islam and maybe that that could be by doing thicker that could be by reading a book about islam or searching up some knowledge maybe watching an islamic lecture or maybe you want to um you know, talk to your mentor at that time and, you know, ask them about Islam or you could literally like, you know, basically research and know more about Islam is what I'm trying to say. So just try to kind of assign that time for yourself. And this is also like what people call yoga. Like, you know how people say that they do yoga to make themselves feel good. And um, in Islam, yoga is actually haram. So instead of doing yoga, you could be reflecting on the prophets, peace be upon them, and on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or even reading the Quran. But yeah, that's just my fourth advice. How about you? What's your fourth advice? Definitely, I think that having uh, a time for reflection is very, very important. I think after Fajr, that's really, really good time to do that. But I definitely think if you are a teenager or any kind of student and you are maybe going to uni, college or even school or anything like that, I definitely think that you should put a lot first before your education. So never say when you're having your exams that I don't have time to pray because, you know, I want to make sure that my grades are perfect and I want to perfect 
perfect my skills of writing and everything like that because that ain't gonna work because Allah is the one who gives the grades in the first place. He has already decreed what grade you're going to get and you're just practicing to make sure that you get that grade that Allah has planned you already. So I definitely think that never ever put Allah second over your education and definitely, definitely put education first. And what's your last advice? Um, I think you meant put Allah first over education because, yeah, I think that was a mistake. But never mind, we all make mistakes. So the next um, advice, which is my last advice for young Muslims, is to actually break the norms. I feel like, you know, as I've said, as my sister has said before, um, usually now, like, not being modest is more common than being modest. So if you want to actually be that person who, you know, really cares about Islam, don't be afraid to go and do that in school. If you feel like you're the only one, for example, praying in lunchtime and everyone else in your school is just chilling and relaxing don't be afraid to do that I feel like you know because I know that it's hard as teenagers to not be fitting into the society but breaking the norms and trying to do something that's religious or just trying to know more about Islam is the best thing to do and uh, we also watched another lecture from Sheikh Hassan Ali very recently which was basically um, you should one of the ways to get to Jannah is actually to be quite religious before the age of 25 so so if you can do that, that'll be amazing for you. But yeah, just try your best. Don't force yourself to do anything that you don't want to do because there's no compulsion in religion. But what is your fifth advice for young Muslims? So I really agree with your point and I definitely think my last advice for all the young Muslims out there, it will be definitely if I was a teenager right now, it would be for me to get social media very, very late in my life and that could be maybe during uni time or university. So if you're a school student or college and you live in the UK, for example, and you're going through GCSEs and A-levels, that's not the age for you to access social media because that would just ruin your time, make you waste your time on social media and you won't be able to have time for your reflection you want to have time to learn about islam you will not have time to do other things that you should be doing and for example studying as well so i definitely think that will be my last advice so that's the end of the podcast so that was actually, um, yeah, that was all our 10 advices for young Muslims. Just to recap and summarize, um, our 10 tips are, whatever. Um, so if you want to be closer to your deen, start small. Number two, whatever you're going through, it is temporary. Number three, keep a good company. Number four, protect your senses. Number five, have a mentor and be close to your parents. Number six, have self-discipline, for example, through the five daily prayers. Number seven, assign some time to perfect and reflect on your deen. Number eight, put Allah first over education by, for example, doing dawah. Number nine, break the norms and don't be afraid. And number 10, get social media very late. So we really hope that you've actually enjoyed these top 10 advices. And um, we would just like to quickly say a Quranic verse today, um, which is actually referenced 93.4. If you want to check it, it is indeed what is to come will be better for you than what has gone by. This is one of the Quranic verses that I and my sister live up to. We've always loved this Quranic verse because it surely shows that whatever you're going through is going to be better for you in the future inshallah so if you're struggling with religion or anything right now remember that it's temporary and inshallah you will be um 
more connected to Islam in the future but you just have to work hard for it but yeah alhamdulillah we have come to the end of our wonderful episode today we really hope that inshallah you've learned something new also if you did not know we are trying our best to inshallah post a new episode every day of Ramadan here on ABC Islam if you're excited please subscribe or follow us on our podcast platforms such as Google Podcasts or Spotify most platforms are free and you don't even need to log on so remember that you should definitely um, work hard but don't stress and just make sure that you you know try your best jazakallah khair for listening may allah bless you all and we will inshallah see you next time assalamu alaikum